You're listening to Under a Pile of Books. I'm your host, Calvin Park. This has been a pretty fun week, a much-anticipated week for me in my reading. Um, I began the week reading uh, The Throne of the Five Winds, which I had uh, mentioned uh, last week in the podcast. This is by S.C. Emmett, which, if I'm not mistaken, is... Uh, a pseudonym for the actual uh, author, who I think is published in some other genres, and uh, they are uh, using a uh, a pseudonym for their um, their epic fantasy. So, the Throne of the Five Winds started that did not get very far into it because midway through the week, uh, probably one of my most anticipated reads, at least over the past couple months, uh, came out, Uncrowned by Will White. Uh, And so, of course, I jumped into that immediately and started reading it. Had a ton of stuff kind of to do with my day job and all of that, um, just in terms of some evening stuff and whatnot this week and did not get the opportunity to read maybe as much as I would have liked, but I did finish Uncrowned. Uh, This is the seventh book in Will White's Cradle series. You've you've heard me talk about this uh, before. It was a great read, uh, action packed. We got to see uh, some more. What I love is is really in maybe books five, six, and seven. Ghostwater, um, Underlord, and Uncrowned. We've really started to see. I think some strong character development. It's not that there wasn't character development before Ghostwater, which would be the fifth book in the series. There definitely was, but everything has just been amped up a bit. And I don't know if Will is just improving as an author in terms of the the subtlety that he can use to convey uh, meaning and, and, and character motivations and, and character feelings, or if it's just that we've gotten into the story enough and, and we're kind of in the midst of the series at this point where we can really start seeing some payoff to things that happened uh, several books back, or maybe a combination of all of those. But the character development is something I've really been enjoying, and I especially in Uncrowned enjoyed the interactions that Lyndon, uh, the main character, character uh, has with uh, Yaren, as well as um, Ithan. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's there's some, some just strong character stuff going on. Um, the relationships between characters, as well as really their motivations, what it is that they're trying to accomplish, all of these things are becoming clearer for us as readers, and they're also becoming clearer uh, for the characters, which is really what I like to see. Uh, these characters sort of coming into their own and discovering more about themselves uh, as we discover more about them. And so it's been a lot of fun. Plus, it's just great action-packed stuff. Lots of uh, cool uh, magic and and all of that. And one thing I will give Will credit for is that, you know, we're seven books in, the magic system hasn't changed, and you would almost begin to wonder if 
you know, some of the fights start to become repetitive or whatnot. Uh, but he manages to keep them fresh. The action sequences uh, stay unique and interesting, and uh, I really appreciate that. So, really enjoyed Uncrowned. I'll have a few uh, a full review up for that sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, but hands down, if you enjoy martial arts, if you enjoy Asian-inspired settings, if you enjoy really interesting magic systems, um, go grab the Cradle series. Check this out. If for some reason uh, you have not picked up Uncrowned yet, but you've read the other six books in the series, by all means, go get it. What are you waiting for? Um, go check it out. Uh, it, it's a great book. It's a great book. And if you can believe it, that is the only book that I've read and completed this past week. As I said, I was busy with a number of different things, so I did not have quite as much reading time as I would like. So where then does that leave me for the upcoming week? Well, I have The Throne of the Five Winds that I'm still working my way through. Uh, it's definitely uh, an interesting setting so far, and uh, I think it's going to have quite a bit of uh, kind of court intrigue and politics, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely a uh, bit of a different read from some of what I've been reading, just, just in that way, and looking forward to that. When... Uh, the, the, I was going to say when I finish that, I'm actually probably before I finish The Throne of the Five Winds going to begin uh, Spit and Song, which is a book by Travis Riddle. Now, I don't know if I've talked about Travis's books on the podcast too much yet because I think I, I read all of them last year. Uh, so, Travis, this will be Travis's fourth book. Uh, I've read his other three. Uh, he's a self-published author. The first of his books I read was uh, Balam Spring. And uh, this was a great kind of murder mystery fantasy set in a very Final Fantasy-esque world. Really, really enjoyed it. Great read. Interesting characters. Fun world building. Uh, just all of it. Really enjoyed it. You should totally check it out. Next one of his I read was Wondrous, which I think... I can't remember if, if that one might have actually been published before Balam. I'm not sure. But I read Wondrous. This is more of a, a portal fantasy. It's in some ways feels a little bit maybe young adult only because the main character is a kid who is transported to this other world and has some adventures and whatnot. But there's this strong element of a character to this story and the, the development in the character of this this young kid, as well as just some of what he's going through and how that has affected his psyche and 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 whatnot, and it's just very well done. Uh, enjoyed that, maybe not quite as much as Balam Spring, but really enjoyed it. Then, I believe it was last October, Travis released The Narrows, which is this. Um, the best way I know how to describe it is kind of uh, Stranger Things meets like the sort of 
show about young adults you'd find on the CW. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. It was it was a lot of fun. It was like a modern Stranger Things vibe, weird kind of horror elements, um, other worlds sort of overlapping our own spiritual dimension, all, all this kind of stuff. And just just kind of a unique read. Great, great kind of Halloween read. So if you're the sort of person that in October likes to read some some scarier, some weird uh, kind of stories, definitely consider uh, The Narrows uh, by uh, Travis Riddle. And, uh, you know, would be a great... October read if you're if you're into that kind of thing, uh, reading you know kind of more horror and and uh, scary stuff in October. All right, so all of that to say, I, I really I enjoy Travis's books, uh, and so uh, he offered me an advanced copy of Spit and Song, which is his next book uh, that will be coming out in I believe the plan is November, but don't quote me on that because uh, I don't have that right in front of me at the moment, but. Uh, this will be coming out. It's set in the same world as Balam Spring, and so I really want to make sure that I get to that and uh, and and really enjoy that. Uh, I've been looking forward to it for quite a while now, so I will probably actually that will probably be my next read, and then I'll get back to the Throne of the Five Winds. Beyond that, I'm actually at a point right now where I I need to reorganize my reading list a little bit. I've had a, a lot of arcs. Uh, over the past uh, month or so that I've been trying to get through and work my way through. And uh, so, and I've done that and, and most of them that I've read have been really, really good and enjoyable, but I now need to kind of take a step back and look at my reading list and, and kind of start to reorganize it a little bit. I do this probably about once a quarter. I just have not had time to do it yet here um, kind of in September for the rest of the year. So I'm not sure what I'm going to be reading after The Throne of the Five Winds and uh, Spit and Song. I do know that I want to read a bit more uh, space opera. And, and the space opera that I tend to like is of the military or like tactical variety. So spaceships, uh, if these are like official naval ships of some star empire or star nation even better if there are descriptions and discussions of tactics that's what i really love interesting weapon systems the technology how all that works with the uh you know with the space battles uh, huge plus if you can manage to find something uh that includes some sort of a like telekinetic uh magic system for lack of a better word you know something uh like the the telepaths from babylon 5 or you know i could be perfectly happy actually with like mass effect but more space battles than like running around shooting things on a space station that's what i'm looking for it's really hard for me to find i've read the honor harrington series i've enjoyed that but let's be real honor harrington is a huge mary sue there's nothing that she can do wrong and while that's kind of fun it does eventually get uh a little bit boring and repetitive on in in that way though i i am still reading the series it, it is uh, it is fun. I, I like that kind of thing is what I'm talking about. And of course, I have several more Spiffbo reads that I want to get to. So somehow I want to find some military tactical space opera sci-fi and really have a great time with that. 
and then also be doing some Spiffbo reads. So I've got to organize that. If you have recommendations for sci-fi that I might like, please, please, please uh, hit me up on Twitter. My, uh, you can find me at cpark2005 or shoot me an email, cpark2005 at gmail.com and let me know your recommendations if you are into sci-fi. All right. So moving right along then, I wanted to talk a little bit or at least point you to uh, a video that Brandon Sanderson did. It was linked to on Tor.com this past week. Um, and Brandon was really talking about how Robert Jordan with his Wheel of Time series creates this kind of foundational model for writing epic fantasy, at least for Brandon. If you've read The Wheel of Time and you've read any of Brandon's stuff, but particularly the Stormlight Archive, I think it's pretty obvious that Brandon is inspired and influenced hugely by Robert Jordan. Now, it's also true that Brandon finished the final three books in The Wheel of Time, and uh, aside from perhaps not really nailing the character of Matt, I think Brandon did a great job on those final three novels and really landed the series about as well as anyone not Robert Jordan possibly could have done. So anyway, uh, Brandon talks about a couple interesting things in that video. You you can look it up, uh, Google it or whatever. It's on YouTube. You can find it linked on Tor.com. But uh, Brandon in this talks about kind of Robert Jordan as the inheritor of Tolkien, but but doing some really interesting stuff, particularly with limited perspective for the narration and, and really a strongly third-person limited. And Brandon has talked about this other places on the Writing Excuses podcast and, you know, in some other interviews that he's done. But but it was really interesting just hearing him talk about that as this major influence on his writing as well as just on kind of fantasy in general, the fantasy genre, and, and really seeing The Wheel of Time as this foundational kind of thing that has then influenced uh, perhaps a whole other generation of writers, which I think is it's absolutely fair to say that. So cool video that Brandon did. Definitely consider uh, taking a look at that, especially if you enjoy writing or you like Brandon or you're a fan of the Wheel of Time. All right. The other uh, big news, big news this week, let's be real, far bigger than a little YouTube video from Brandon Sanderson, uh, is that Spidey is back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I love MCU films. I, I think that the uh, Marvel films have done an incredible amount to bring comics and fantasy into, you know, I consider superhero films kind of this maybe unholy amalgamation of science fiction and fantasy. Uh, they, they blur the lines in a lot of ways. You know, you've got Iron Man or Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, feels very sci-fi and yet then you have like Thor or Doctor Strange that feels very fantasy and a whole lot in between those those kind of two poles as well so uh I I've been I've enjoyed the MCU and uh, I, I think it's I think it's done a lot to bring kind of fantasy into the mainstream and Spider-Man has always been a favorite uh, character of mine. I think he belongs in the MCU. I'm glad to, to know that he's back. Um, I have a lot more confidence uh, in Kevin Feige uh, and Marvel 
at creating superhero films than I maybe do with Sony, though I'll be the first to say Into the Spider-Verse was great uh, and probably the best Spider-Man movie ever that I have personally seen that, that, you know, but, but, you know, I just don't have a whole lot of faith after the amazing Spider-Man uh, movies uh, that, that Sony's going to, going to really do that well on their own. So I'm glad to see it back in the MCU. Plus I want to see Spider-Man teaming up with, you know, Captain Marvel and others into the future. And I think that's the, that's the, where the story has kind of been going with the MCU. And I want to see that continue. So I'm, I'm glad that uh, Spidey is back in the MCU. Final bit uh, in terms of uh, what's been just kind of items of interest or what's been happening in, in the fantasy world over the, uh, past couple weeks, the Fantasy Inn uh, had dropped their second episode of their podcast. So the Fantasy Inn podcast, if you don't subscribe to that and you enjoy fantasy, you should definitely check it out. Uh, you can search for the Fantasy Inn podcast on any of your favorite uh, podcast apps. And uh, I've enjoyed uh, their first two episodes, but the second one is on genre snobbery. And, you know, they they have some some really fun, uh, a really fun discussion in there. Uh, that kind of takes a, a number of different topics and, and and kind of addresses them under genre snobbery. One bit of their discussion that I thought was really interesting is they talked about sort of lit fic versus, you know, genre fiction and particularly fantasy and how people will sometimes say, you know, well, I read literary fiction and, you know, you just read the genre for entertainment, but these stories don't mean anything. You know, there's no, there's no theme. There's no whatever. They're just for entertainment. And, you know, I agree 100% with what they were saying uh, on the fantasy ends podcast that, you know, you can read stories just for entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't need to be snobbish about it. Uh, but the, the other thing, and, and, at least as I was listening, no one mentioned this, and I, I thought it was interesting a little bit uh, and, and worth mentioning. So much of what we see in fantasy uh, now really does have some uh, incredible themes to it. Not that it's literary. You know, I'm not even talking about, say, like a Guy Gavriel K. Yes, obviously, he his books feel more literary. Uh Although they're they're certainly still fantasy, they feel more literary, and they they definitely have identifiable themes and that kind of thing. But even when you take books that are solidly genre that aren't trying to mix sort of literary fiction and uh, genre fiction, but you know are just trying to tell a good story that's entertaining, they often have themes that they're interacting with and they're they're maybe wrestling with or they're they're doing interesting things with of course this is true with something like game of thrones but i think it's also true in something like you know brandon sanderson and some of the the interesting things he does in term uh with with like religion and what does it really mean to be divine and some of these things that he's talking about it's not that he's writing a book to talk about that theme he's writing a, a wonderful story that's entertaining but these themes emerge because we're human and when we tell stories those stories mean something whether 
the way that they mean something is through overt theming and sort of that the, the stuff that literary fiction does, or whether they mean something because it's telling a fun, entertaining story that, because it has characters that have backgrounds and deal with things, necessarily touches on themes relevant to us. Uh, you know, I think that... That, that that's one of the problems when you get into this genre snobbery thing that, you know, we, we fail to see in stories that maybe we don't naturally like or aren't naturally drawn to. We fail to see the value in the them, uh, you know, whether that value is purely entertainment or whether that value is, you know, because they're dealing with themes or they're entertaining by dealing with themes or dealing with themes by entertaining or however you want to say it. Uh, there's a whole range within the speculative fiction genre, certainly, but across all genres, and I don't really read a whole lot outside of science fiction and fantasy, uh, but all all genres, you're going to find things in these stories that are entertaining, things that are uplifting, things that are worthwhile. Uh, even if that worthwhile is is escapism, that's still something worthwhile. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was an interesting conversation they got into. They covered a whole lot more in their discussion of genre snobbery. You should go listen to it. Uh, it's a it's a great great listen, and they're they're just a great team, a lot of fun uh, with their podcast. By way of housekeeping, just a quick note: you're going to get uh, a roundtable discussion this coming week uh, with myself and some other folks who were gracious enough to come on and discuss magic systems in fantasy with me. I'm so excited for you to be able to listen to this uh, podcast uh, episode whenever it, it drops, probably sometime uh, early in the week, uh, certainly by midweek anyway. Uh, be on the lookout for it. It is a great discussion, and I cannot wait for you to get a chance to listen in. Uh, I had just a wonderful time uh, recording it and and talking and having a lot of fun, so definitely uh, mark your, your calendar or whatever. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite app so you get that as soon as it drops. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for uh, sharing the podcast with your friends. Uh, it's been a great, a great first uh, whatever month and a half, uh, almost uh, actually probably about two months now that I've been doing this. And uh, it has been a ton of fun. I'm really enjoying it. And I love uh, all the, the feedback I'm getting and the ideas for, for questions and future interviews and future topics to, to talk about. So appreciate it, everyone. Thank you so much for, for being part of it.